Here we go. All right, the poison, the poison for Cusco, the poison chosen specially to kill Cusco, Cusco's poison. Ow. On a scale of one, Ow. on a scale, ah. on a scale, Ow. on a scale of one to ten, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your pain? Hello and welcome to Behind the Dreams Podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have my sister... Christian Allgaier. And this is episode 26 of our podcast. We have been doing this for half a year where we talk all things Disney, the parks, the movies, the TV shows, the video games. Anything there is Disney, we will talk about it. Alright, so to start us off today... So what? here's how we'll do it. I'll go through the whole bracket and then at the end of the show, after the news, we'll, we'll do our picks. That's fine. Okay, so... The, now, the way I broke these up, I picked eight movies from four distinct time periods, or, uh, well, three distinct time periods and one different studio. Uh, so we have the classic bracket, uh, which is on the left-hand side of our movie madness bracket, which has eight films, and these are seeded by box office performance. So we have uh, number one, Snow White, versus number eight, Alice in Wonderland. Number... Two Jungle Book versus number seven Sleeping Beauty. Number three Cinderella versus number six Fantasia. And number four Peter Pan versus number five Pinocchio. Now, you know, some people might think there's a movie missing. I, I chose pretty much eight of their, I guess, most classic films. Uh, you know, inevitably, when there's only eight, some are going to be left out. Um, I chose Snow White. You know, obviously, it's the first one. Uh, Alice in Wonderland. It, it's one of my favorite ones. It's a classic one, but didn't do so well financially at first, and that's why it's seed at number eight. I think it only made like fifty million, or or le- maybe five million. It made a. It didn't make a lot of money. Um, number two, Jungle Book, huge money maker, and also the last film Walt worked on. So I needed to make sure that one was in there. Uh, Pinocchio and and Fantasia are seen as some of the best animation and and some of you know Fantasia is seen as Walt's masterpiece Pinocchio is high ranked as top animation so I added those two in there um Peter Pan I feel like that's a very memorable movie you know um I I left out a lot of the package films I left out Bambi I left out Dumbo um because I just don't know if Dumbo or Bambi strike they're not I don't know if they're as classic as Peter Pan what do you think yeah, yeah. I mean, I, w- I can see where the other ones would be considered more classic in a sense, but at the same time, I feel like Peter Pan is more loved than the other two movies. Mm-hmm. So, Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella, those are the two castles in the U.S. I felt like I had to have those in there. Yeah. You know, other options would have been Lady and the Tramp, 101 Dalmatians. Those were really the only two outsiders, that, and maybe Bambi, that I was thinking of having in here. But these are the top eight. Now, for here's a question: What about Robin Hood? I feel like that was in the, you know, like our last movie chronologically here in the classics is '67. I had just cut it off when Walt died. Uh, what you know, year this, was Robin Hood? '74, I think. Oh, okay, okay. No, I was just curious. That's the only other one I can think of as like a. Yeah. Yeah. It's a and that that didn't even do too well financially. I don't think. 
Yeah, um, I like that one, though. Yeah, it was walking a fine line of when do I cut off the classics. For me, I just cut them off when Walt passed because I feel like that is kind the of most an classic. end of an era. <laughs> yeah, end of an era. Um, on our left side as well, so the winner of the classic bracket would face off against the winner of the Pixar bracket. People are probably going to have problems with the Pixar bracket. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just say. uh, Because we just opened up the voting today for the classics. So that's been going on. The the voting for these first rounds, to narrow these down to 16 from 32, it's going to be open until next Sunday. Um, The Pixar bracket, again, I, I picked what I thought were the most heartfelt or the most memorable. Um, and for me, people are going to ask why three Toy Stories are taking up eight of the spots. Uh, but for me, that is one of the best trilogies of all time. Um, so I, I, I couldn't leave one out. I, I feel like they're all very, very good. And voting against which one is better, like we have to do in this first round. Number one, Toy Story 3. Again, these are seated by... Uh, box office. So Toy Story 3 made pl- uh, more than a billion dollars. Um, Toy Story 3 versus Toy Story 1, which, since it was the first Pixar movie, obviously would have a lower uh, you know, return of investment. Lower box office. Uh, we have number 2, Finding Nemo, versus number 7, Toy Story 2. Uh, we have number 3, Inside Out, versus number 6, Wally. And we have number four, Coco, versus number five, Up. Wow. Notable, you know, notable ones that are left out. The Cars franchise, Incredibles, Monsters, Inc. franchise, and Ratatouille. And Brave. And Brave, yeah. So, um... So you don't have... think that we should have taken Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3 out and replaced them with, like, Monsters, think... Inc.? I think what is so difficult is I if I had to choose what Toy Story film I I could not choose. We would which just one pick would whichever represent. one went did the best in the box office. That'd be number three then. Really? Yeah, I just said were you not? Or, what if somebody we doesn't listen put, to our own podcast? What um, if we can't put? <laughs> has a why billion can't we dollars? just put Toy Story trilogy? No, no, because then you have to do Cars trilogy, and people would say that one would would lose. Cars 1's really good. Cars 2 and 3 are not, you know. So I chose Up because people have a big reaction to that movie. Yeah. Um, Wally, very memorable. Um, well, you that's know, why it's I left got out, Zach's vote. That's why I left out, like, Ratatouille. It's not as no, no. heartfelt. Incredible. It's not as heartfelt, even though it might be as popular. But I feel like Coco, Up, Wally, Finding Nemo, they all pull on those heartstrings, you know. Um so I feel like that's the one that's probably going to give us the most pushback, I think. But, um, yeah, so the winner of the Pixar... And here's the thing. It, I wonder how far the classic, classics are actually going to go in this. You know? Because um, we'll get to the other side of the bracket, too. But I feel like Pixar is so popular now. Like Everybody loves Pixar films. And they're really good films. So I wonder how they are going to do... Versus the classics. the classics. You know? The classics that maybe kids these days don't have as much fondness for. You know? Um, and it all depends on who's voting. Is it older generations that are olding, voting or younger? You know? 
Well, yeah. I, I can already tell you, I'd have a hard time taking the ones from what I chose as my favorites down to the next level. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. <clears throat> All right. And know. then we have, uh, sorry, we have the Renaissance on the bottom right hand of the bracket. These are eight films of the Disney Renaissance. Um, this might be a little looser defined because some of these movies... The Renaissance was really only a few films, I feel like. You know, by the time we get to, like, some of the films in this lineup, they weren't doing as well financially. Like, Hercules is seen as a flop, but I still consider it a very Renaissance movie, you know. Okay. Um, well, number one of the Renaissance is Lion King, made... Like, I think it was like $900 million or something. Hmm. Insane amount of money. Uh, against number eight, Oliver and Company. Oh. Yeah, That's weak. so I feel sorry for Oliver and Company. I really <laughs> do. It's going to get killed. But it was either Oliver and Company or Great Mouse Detective to, to kick us off on that. Um, I just went with Oliver and Company because yeah, it was Mouse Detective, after Great Mouse Detective. Great Mouse Detective would have came off as a classic to me. Really, it was a year. It, that's the scene as the start of the Renaissance. That's crazy. It was a year after the Black Cauldron, uh, uh, which was seen as a flop, um, and it made Disney realize they could still invest in animation. So, because it did marginally well, money wise. Um, and then we have number two, Aladdin versus number seven, The Little Mermaid. I'm actually amazed Ooh. that Little Mermaid is number seven in the box office on this. Yeah. Um, crazy uh number three beauty and the beast versus number six hercules yeah that's easy i don't know if it is i don't well, know for if it me is, is. what well, for you it is i'm saying for like my generation and younger hercules is very looked back at fondly you know but it is you know what else is things. really looked back on fondly and i don't know if this is in the next one but mulan and that's number four, Pocahontas versus number five, Mulan. Ooh. Mulan's going to take wow. that away, I think. Mulan is number five and Pocahontas was four? Yeah, money-wise. That's surprising. Yeah, well, see, Little Mermaid kicked it all off. At, really, that was the big coming out party of the Renaissance. By the time you get to Pocahontas, Mulan, and Hercules, like, Disney just had that reputation, so people were going to see them anyway. Yeah. So they probably so. made a lot of money. Plus, Pocahontas probably made more money over here just because it's an American uh, icon, you know, a historical figure. And then we have the revival. This is usually seen as starting with Bolt when John Lasseter took over. Ooh, that's a really good one, too. So we have number one, Frozen, versus number eight, Princess and the Frog. Oh, man, see, Princess and the Frog is not going to stand a chance, but I would choose that over Frozen. Really? I gotta go frozen on this. Uh, number four, Ugh. Moana versus number five, Tangled. Oh, God. I hate that one. That's hard. Number... T- I don't know why. I, I just went in order this time instead of going by seating order uh, with uh, with how I just listed them in my in here. I usually went number one, number eight, and then number two, number seven. Uh, number two, Zootopia versus number seven, Bolt. Ooh. That's an easy one. Uh, number What three, would you say, Zootopia? Yeah. Okay. You want to know why it's number two on the seating? Why? Everybody talks about... Here's the thing. Everybody talks about Frozen and how much money Frozen made. 
Zootopia is right behind it money-wise. Uh, Frozen made $1.2 billion. Zootopia made $1.02 billion. Wow, yeah. And yet we have no talk of a sequel, no talk of a TV show. It's well, P- see, that's where I feel like people went too insane for Frozen. And I think that makes me bitter towards it. And that's why I'm like, eh, I'm not going to vote for it because everybody else is. <laughs> that's the thing, though. I, I can't ever hold it against a, a movie that I love for people blowing out of proportion. Um Number three, Big Hero 6 versus number six, Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, my God. That's impossible <laughs> for me. It's lo- not impossible. Big I Hero 6. Big Hero I 6. I love both of those. So, let's just talk about this briefly before we go into our picks. Um, and what we'll do, we'll only do our picks for this. How do you want to do it? Do you want to have where we do our picks... For the whole brackets that we go through, like even from the into the round of thir- uh, sixteen and eight and no four, no no we can go the first round yeah okay well how do you think this is going to shake out here because I feel like the revival and renaissance so the reason why I put these in these in these brackets here I felt like it'd be unfair to the classics to pit them against the renaissance or even the revival films <sighs> don't you think it's unfair for Pixar too. Like to put the them against is, Pixar. All, of these mo- all thirty-two of these movies are good. You know that's the problem. You know the only <laughs> one that I think doesn't stand a chance. Oliver and Company. Oh man, I forgot about that one. Okay, so that one and one <laughs> other. Pocahontas. <laughs> no, but that probably doesn't stand a chance either. Which I don't think do Fantasia think? will get very far. I don't know. It's seen as it's some people's favorite movie. My friend Andrew, that's his favorite Disney movie. Um, really? Yeah, Fantasia. Is a classic. The thing is, it's up against Cinderella. But for me, I, I'd rather vote Fantasia, not just for the movie itself, but considering the historical aspect of the movie. Um, but w- what I was saying here is, I, don't, I can't predict how this is going to go. Yeah, I was going to say, if I look at all of those movies, I could not tell. I could not pick just one. And that's the thing. That's what we're going to be trying to do. So. I mean, I say that, but we all have our favorite movie. You know what I mean? So, it, but it's the same so time. hard. It really is. Like, I don't. Mine changes on a whim. Sometimes, you know, growing up it was Aladdin. Right now, I have no idea. You know. Well, like, I was gonna say. See, that's the thing. I love meeting the beast. Each other, but I don't know. But I don't know that it would be. It's not as rewatchable for me as some of the other ones. Which one? Beauty and the Beast. Like, I love it. But it's, uh, it's not one I can pick up and be like, let's watch it. Like, at any point in time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's hard. So, this you know, is what I'm... What? Where do you think the winner comes out from in this bracket? I would say... Like, I think maybe a Renaissance winner takes it. I would say maybe Lion King wins it. Just from the way people feel about that movie. That might be the one that wins it all. That's true. I would think probably something from that time frame i feel like those are the biggest ones which is crazy though because i feel like looking at the renaissance bracket that i have here i I didn't add hunchback in here because i don't know if Mm. that's really looked at as as fair favorably i don't think so Um, but neither is oliver and company that one that one's actually beloved Uh, you know it it is um it's just hard to believe it's a disney movie okay so my my question is yeah, okay, so the Renaissance has some very big movies in it, but I don't know if, like, like I don't really rank Pocahontas that much. 
no, I was going to say, I don't I don't foresee that or Oliver and Company going very far in there. But I feel like all the ones in the revival, Frozen, Princess and the Frog, Moana, Tangled, Big Hero 6, Wreck-It Ralph, Zootopia, and to a certain extent, Bolt. I'm not too big on Bolt. But those that has seven out of eight movies that I think are killer. Mm-hmm. You know? And then the revival has, I mean, the Renaissance has like five or six out of eight that I would take. Um it's insane. I guess instead of Pixar, I could have put... See, the thing is, I want to get Pixar in there because they're very well-loved, but... Yeah. I didn't want to put, like, Home on the Range and Treasure Planet. Like, I love Treasure Planet, but, like, that was not part of any period of these, like, periods. Well, the only thing I was thinking... It would be thinking, called, like, the downturn, you know? Like, and I don't know how you would even put it in there, but, like, it's a shame because we don't really get to put Mary Poppins in there. Well, here's the thing. I was originally going to do 64, just like the Oh my Madness. God, that would have been difficult. <laughs> I was going to originally do 64 like March Madness, and it was going to be all 55 animated films, plus Pirates 1, Mary Poppins, and some Pixar films. Huh. To round out the other nine. But I think I like it better like this, because I was able to actually... One thing that I liked about it is when I chose to do seeding by box office... That's when I kind of decided I was going to split them up by era. So that way they're kind of ranked against each other. You know? No, yeah, it makes sense. Like, number one, Snow White, versus number eight, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, they're 20 years apart, but they're kind of in that... Time frame. Time frame of, kind like, of. where money wasn't as inflated and stuff as it is now. Like, if could you imagine if I had this, like, not organized, and you have number one, Frozen, versus number eight, Alice in Wonderland, like, money-wise? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it... I felt like it, it made sense better to rank them on their time period. And then I was able to find out, well, the box office would be comparable. You know, it's a little bit more uh, Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, so that's our bracket. Um, we're going to be posting this online. We've already got the classic bracket up there today. Tomorrow will be the, the Pixar bracket. Uh, Tuesday would be the uh, revival and... Um, Wednesday would be the Renaissance, and voting for this ends on Sunday. Um, so let's do Saturday, because yeah. then Sunday I have to calculate it and and you know make the rest. And then we'll you know, move well, everybody on. Then on Sunday we'll be able to discuss who went through. Exactly, and then we would do our next uh, round. So at the end of the show, we're gonna go through and choose what movies, and I'll, I'll record mine in a separate bracket of my picks. Or, or something um, of who I would pick. Um, and uh, we'll just go that way. Because I haven't really... I mean, I voted for some of these, but I think I may have voted different ones on different platforms. I have no idea. Oh, my... Like, when it comes to Peter Pan and Pinocchio, I don't know. That's a toss-up. Oh, really see, is. that's so easy I, for I, me. Uh, so, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I guess uh, that was... Ooh, 22 minutes of that, so let's get on to uh, the news here. Extra, extra, read all about it! So we just had some news of uh, the parking at uh, resorts. Uh, they're going to start charging for that at some of the resorts here. Um, I have a Yeah, that's price. the biggest news this week. It is, and this is probably the one we'll spend the most time on. The other, the other stuff will probably be the biggest uh, news and the most very small. controversial news. <laughs> yes, 
Yeah, uh, right now one thing to know is if you're using DVC points, you don't have to pay uh, for parking. Yep. Um, value. I, I read before that if you're a DVC member, whether you're staying on points, I don't know, how was it worded? Like if you're staying on points or paying, you didn't have to pay. Oh, I don't know. But here is what we got. We got value resorts, you know, the All-Stars, Pop Century, Art of Animation. $13 per night for parking. And this is all, this is not charged per day. I mean, it is, but it, it's going to be added onto your bill when you check out. You know, it's not going to be like you having to drive up and like pay something uh, mm. when you're getting on property. Uh, moderate resorts, $19 a night. And deluxe and deluxe villa resorts, $24 a night. Um,. I saw this coming. There's been rumors about it for a while, but like I said, Bob Chappick, who was in charge of Disneyland for a while, they they, they do this at Disneyland, um, and now he's in charge of all parks and resorts, and I felt like it was a matter of time before that moved over. Now. It sucks. I know. So, yeah. I don't know. I, here's the thing. For example... And I don't know about other ones. Like, I don't know about Universal's resorts. But I know that when we went to the Gaylord Resort in Orlando, mm. it was $22 to park. And that was just to park. Like, that wasn't us staying overnight. Like, we just went there for the ice thing and we had to pay $22 to park. But that so, may have been for going to see the ice thing, right? No. Like, I'm it's sure always if you were like staying that. staying there, it's not charging I don't know. I think it is no matter what. Well, let's say most places off property don't. This is what's going to happen. More people are going to go off property. Yeah, but well, so what I was going to say is I know that people said in like every resort in Las Vegas pays, um, charges you for parking, um, et cetera, et cetera. There's other places that do. Mm -hmm. I get it. But at the same time, it was one of those things where it was like, oh, that's another reason to love Disney. They don't charge you for it, you know? Yeah, I feel what you mean. Just, it's kind of like, I get when everybody else is doing something, but at the same time, that's what sets you apart in another way, you know? Yeah. So, well, people, it's people a bummer, but I don't think I ever their, have to really worry about it. But <laughs> No, people are going to have to vote by their wallet, pretty much. I mean, I see a lot of people saying they're upset. Stay off property then. Yeah. Because um, I have an example of later on here where something did change because of complaints. So... Well, they said a lot of people, like a lot of people have been writing complaints. And the whole day after that, um, somebody had shared on Facebook that they called and voiced their complaint. And they said that that the cast member they talked to said that is literally they've been flooded with phone calls with complaints about it. So I don't know. I don't know that it'll change, but. Don't give up on it, though. I mean, this is. um. It, that's you know speaking up is a way to make your voice heard on this type of stuff um because the thing is eventually they're going to be pricing out the the normal family yeah um with these fees and the uprising of the the ticket prices and everything else that keeps going up eventually 
the only people that'll be able to go are people that are well off. And right now in this economy, you don't have too much of that anyway. So then that will lower attendance. Yeah. You know, um, then they won't be able to survive off of that. I mean, I mean, they will, but I mean, all they have to do is start slashing some of this, uh, these uh, little fees, these little fees. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, hopefully enough gets said where this thing gets reversed. <clears throat> but, you know, you never know. Well, then, know how, how much then I know, wonder, how much though, do you think they're going to put it where you have to pay to park at Disney Springs? Because they have that at Disneyland. I hope not. I mean, that, I mean, you're, you're going already there to shop, you know? Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I hope not, too. Let's make it different than City Walk. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. Like, City Walk, you have to go pay for in Universal, you know? Yeah, because like you said, that's another good thing about Disney. You could just go to Disney Springs, you know. Yeah. Um. I I think they won't do it uh, for. The, I think the reason why they really do it for Disney Springs over uh, Disney Downtown Disney over in California, is that it's in the middle of Anaheim. There's not a lot of parking. Yeah. You know they have three garages now, of parking. They have enough space. You know. Yeah. All right, so moving on to our uh, next item. Uh, Disneyland After Dark, Star Wars, Night of Event, yeah, Star Wars Night Event announced for May 3rd. Hyperspace Mountain returns. So this is uh, courtesy of uh, WDW News Today. Um, I'm sure Disney announced this, actually, so, I mean, it's not exclusive to them. Um, it says, come dressed in your favorite Star Wars attire for this one-night event which will feature exclusive after-hours access to Disneyland Park, um, with mix-in access beginning at 6 p.m., special entertainment, including character encounters and more, theme decor and immersive Star Wars-themed photo ops, a commemorative lanyard, event credential, and complimentary photo pass. Photos. Uh, First opportunity to purchase limited-edition May the 4th merchandise. So you get a day ahead of time to purchase it. Yeah. Um, so a limited quantity of these tickets are available. You can go to Disneyland.com for pricing and details. March 27th is when it goes on sale for annual pass holders, and March 29th on sale for the general public. Um, so Hyperspace Mountains returning only on May 3rd. Um. And they are having some, uh, beginning May 4th, all Disneyland Park guests will be able to enjoy new and returning Star Wars experiences like Hyperspace Mountain, so that is coming back, then um, Encounter Ray, so you can meet Ray at the launch bay, and March of the First Order, which is the thing that they do at Hollywood with Captain Vasma and the Stormtroopers. One way that complaining works last week we didn't even get a chance to really cover this i was going to but it just we were running long but sunshine tree terrace replaced the citrus whirl which is one of my favorite treats oh this Um, got okay okay i heard about it but yeah they replaced it with an orange cream cup okay which i'm more excited for but i've never tried the citrus swirl so which is a dull orange soft serve with vanilla soft serum ice cream Right. The citrus swirl is a frozen orange juice slushy with vanilla soft serve ice cream. Um, so so good. 
and um, people complained that they had changed it um, because it is a very uh, favorite uh, snack. Snack, and voila! Uh, not even uh, ten days after they replaced it, uh, the citrus world is back. Uh, and it is actually on the menu next, so they have both options now, the orange cream and the citrus roll. Um, I, I have no idea. But uh, I'm just so glad that they that they brought it back. Some people said that the, that the orange cream option was better, but I really like the orange juice type taste of the citrus roll. So. But... Like I said, so go ahead, complain about the pricing of the. Make sure you're heard. Don't just, uh, you know, complain about it on the message boards. Like, call them. Uh, cause it might work. They obviously got the hint on the Citrus World. It only took ten days to reverse that. So okay. I haven't ever tried either one of them. So, but I don't know. I feel like I would like the Orange Swirl one better, but. They've, they've pretty much already had that one available at the Dole Whip stand. That's what I thought. That's why I didn't understand the whole thing. Uh, they were probably trying to cut costs. Have it both at same spots. You know, like, and take away something else. Yeah. You know, instead, people complained, which means they'd lose money, so they put it back in. Yeah. Are you good? Yep. Okay. Guests uh, visiting the Magic Kingdom are in for some hippity-hoppity fun, according to WDW News Today. Uh, starting tomorrow, so the 19th, the Easter Bunny will begin making appearances at the park. Oh. Um, March 19th through April 1st in Town Square Courtyard, you can meet the Easter Bunny. On March 31st and April 1st, uh, a pre-parade uh, will make its way down Main Street featuring Mr. and Mrs. Easter Bunny, Daisy Duck, Thumper, Miss Bunny, Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh, White Rabbit from Alice in Wonderland, Clara Cluck, Hippos from Fantasia, Ostriches from Fantasia, Dancing Chicks, and the Azalea Trail Maids from Mobile, Alabama. Hmm. So yeah, get some nice uh, Easter celebrations going there. I don't think I've ever seen that. No, I haven't. And I worked there. <laughs> uh, but I didn't work at, uh, at Magic Kingdom at that time. I was at the other park. Um... Was it Animal Kingdom by then? Okay, so reservations are open now for the Pixar Play at the Contemporary Resort. They have some concept art on there as well, where it looks like Mr. and Mrs. Incredible dancing along with some, you know, themed, uh, incredible themed uh, stuff in the Contemporary with a Radiator Springs poster and some aliens from Toy Story. Looks like Jesse going around to some tables and some arcade games. That's cool. He's a planet sign. Buzz playing with the kids. Um, so yeah, you can go ahead. Um, you can call them at 407-824-KIDS for the Pixar Play Zone in the Contemporary. So that remember, that starts on the 13th of April, but you can start reserving your spot for your kid there. That's cool, because you know, I keep thinking... They need like a Pixar character meal or whatever, but in a way that, I mean, it's not the same, but kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have these characters, you know, out and about. 
Did you want me to read my other news? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, hang on. Here we go. Okay. So, Animal Kingdom, um, as we've said before, is hitting their 20th anniversary next month. So, on March 21st, which is, what, Tuesday, right? What day? March 21st? Tuesday, right? Uh, Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Today's the 18th. Um, annual pass holders can be among the first to shop from a new collection of limited edition merchandise created for the 20th anniversary of Animal Kingdom. So it says, this exclusive event will take place from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. before the park opens to the general public. Um, It's a special shopping event before rope drop and pass holders will also receive their 20% off merchandise discount. So it's just basically a early chance to get any exclusive merchandise that you might want but i mean you only get to do it if you live close or your vacation is already there you know mm-hmm. not much of a heads up <laughs> all right so we have some um more information on the incredible summer which begins may 25th at walt disney world um Let's see, we have uh, the Incredible Tomorrowland Expo begins at Magic Kingdom Park on May 25th. Your favorite Disney Pixar superheroes, which is the Incredibles, uh, will take over, they're the only ones, will take over Tomorrowland from May 25th through September 3rd. Uh, So from my wedding to Dad's birthday. As pretty much (laughs) two days before my wedding. Um, It's part of the Incredible Tomorrowland Expo that creates all things super. Guests can interact with Mr. Incredible, Frozone, and other supers from Disney's Pixar's in The Incredibles, and upcoming Incredibles 2. Uh, and for the first time ever, guests will get to see Edna Mode, like we had talked about previously. Um, there's going to be a super dance party at the Rocket Tower stage. They pretty much always have that dance party there, though. Yeah. yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live concert series begins June 9th. Star-Lord and Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy will take guests on a musical journey through the cosmos in Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live from June 9th to August 19th. So before we didn't have these uh, dates. I think it was just telling us what was coming. Yeah, yeah. Donald's Dino Bash celebration at Disney's Animal Kingdom begins May 25th. Donald's Dino Bash beginning May 25th is a dino-tastic celebration where Donald Duck takes over Dinoland. USA to celebrate his recent discovery that ducks are descendants of dinosaurs. That's going to rile some people up. Feathered friends Scrooge McDuck and Launchpad McQuack and other friends of Donald will be on hand to meet guests. Um, so not just so what party. That's May 25th to September 3rd still? or uh, It doesn't say an end date. Huh. Uh, in addition to bringing his own decoration, decorating touch to the land, Donald will throw a nightly dance party where everyone is welcome to shake their tail feathers. That's from Disney Parks blog. I did not come up with that. Um, <laughs> Disney H2O Glow Nights begin at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon. Oh, that sounds June fun. June 21st. So June 21st through August 11th, a glow party takes over the park from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. on select nights. Uh, tickets go on sale tomorrow, March 19th, and are 55 a person for uh, plus tax for adults, 50 for children. 
Only five more dollars for adults? That's kind of crazy. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much it in that regard. Cool. Those sound but fun. We also got some news of Wheezy from uh, Toy, Story. Toy Story 2, not, um, not Lil Wayne, is going to be... Uh, they added his statue to Toy Story Land. So yep. that opens in just over three months. Crazy. So it's really coming along here. I'm really flipping sad I won't get there any sooner. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have some uh, Disney Parks and Resorts is absorbing the consumer products. Um division of disney uh so they're becoming one mega division they'll be all ahead by bob chapik <laughs> okay so it's just pretty much a rebranding on that um there's going to be themed eateries at pixar pier beginning june 23rd so, a hot dog stand is called Angry Dogs, and it has a picture of Anger from... Uh, inside uh, Out. Inside Out, with his head, like, grilling a hot dog. <laughs> uh, you should look up the picture. Uh, I can't do it justice. <laughs> they have the Adorable Snowman's Frosted Treats from uh, Monsters, Inc. Mm. Uh, Poultry Palace... Uh, with a little Zerg statue as well. So that's going to be, you know, a Toy Story one. Um, Senor Buzz Churros. Um, from the Spanish mode Buzz from Toy Story 3. Uh, he has the churro in his mouth where it almost looks like a mustache. That's funny. Um, yeah, so those are the themed eateries that will be there. That would be cool to experience. I feel like I would like Pixar Pier a lot more if it was just for like that time frame and these were just pop-up stands instead of just making the whole pier that for the rest of eternity (laughs) you're so picky king's triton carousel of the sea closed on march 5th uh but disney has now confirmed that a toy story carousel will replace um the king triton carousel for pixar pier it looks like a Jessie one where it has like the her cow pattern uh, and there's some horseshoes, the sheriff badge from Woody, you know, and some uh, critters that you would ride on. Hmm. It's called Jessie's Critter Carousel. But it will be in Pixar Pier? Yeah. Oh. That's where the, uh, the other thing was. was. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um... Man, we have some uh, food and wine dates, I think, too, announced, and a closure date for. Let me let me get these two: food and wine, and then I got uh, I got just two more stories for the park side. So, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland is closing for refurbishment, starting April twenty third through June seventh, and that's for the the redhead scene. Now, ours just came back open, right? I don't know when you... I haven't been down there. <laughs> I think I think it's opening or just open back up after the new... After the change. Food and wine is going to be 75 days this year. Um, for the 23rd year. August 30th to November 12th of 2018. 
All right, and then we can move on to some uh, some other news here. We got some movie news. So we had like three trailers to discuss last week, and I know your answer is probably going to be no. Did you, know you watch what? the Avengers trailer? <laughs> All right, so you watched the trailer like two days ago. What did you think? <laughs> um, I, mean, I don't know. I don't have too many thoughts on this kind of stuff. The only thing try. I wondered is, what'd you say? I said try. <laughs> the only thing I thought of was it looked like they showed a green hand holding his hand. So does that? That was baby Gamora. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. So I was when trying he to figure. Kidnapped her. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it was most likely a flashback. Um. No, I got my tickets. I bought my tickets uh, right after I watched the trailer. I was on my 15-minute break at work. <laughs> finished the trailer, and it says, Tickets now available. And I was like, oh, I'm not... I am not losing this chance to get tickets at Falston. You know, at, at, the, <laughs> at, at the reserve seating. Because... Um, we missed out on, on Last Jedi going there and Black Panther. So, uh, yeah, I, I went ahead and it's bought like, it right away. What, though? That comes out, and then, like, a week or two after that is... When does Solo come out? Oh, a month. Okay. I can't believe they're not having that one on May well, 4th. Well, I think these... They already had these dates pretty much set in stone. Um, they moved up the Avengers... Uh, date to April 27th. So. I know. I'm just saying. From the beginning. I don't know why you wouldn't have had mm-hmm. Star Wars movie open on me. Yeah, I think it looks awesome, though. I love seeing these combination of characters that we haven't been able to see together. You know, Star-Lord with Iron Man and you have Spider-Man with Doctor Strange and uh, just great seeing them all hang out and talk yeah i think i think it'll be entertaining it'll have their little comedic moments looks like thor is mostly going to be spending time with groot and rocket raccoon so some interesting pairings to to say the least yeah um so yeah i'm excited i'm I'm ready to for it to be april 27th this is the next thing i'm looking forward to uh pretty much after that, it better be your wedding. <laughs> uh, solo, then the wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that happens first. Yeah, but how long before it? Two days. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Um, okay, so also we got some movie news. Uh, uh, Black Panther is the first comic book movie to win number one five straight weeks. Wow. Um, it is 600, past 600 million, and it's closing in on Avengers as the highest grossing domestic superhero movie. Yeah, and then I'm pretty sure Avengers Infinity War is going to blow it all out of the water anyway. Um, in the first six hours. Uh, the six, in the first six hours, it For already trailer, broke Black right? Panther's record of most pre-sale tickets in 24 hours. 
and it only took six hours for it to break Black Panther's 24 hour wow so uh right crazy how much they're hitting uh pots of gold here um they have a new uh, a new solo they released for Anna uh on the Frozen Broadway again I haven't watched any of these new songs I'd rather experience them either by seeing it or or just not (laughs) well I mean or or I don't know Maybe if I, if I don't get a chance to go see it, I'll then go ahead and, and watch it or something. But uh, Disney started production on Artemis Fowl. Uh, so there you go. They they started that just this week. I think it was on. It says on the twelfth. So right after we were done. Our thing. Yeah. Recording pretty much the next day. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's pretty much all of our movie news, I think. I think it may have... That's it. So we'll go to Character of the Week, and then we'll do our picks for the bracket. So our Character of the Week is Kuzgo from Emperor's New Groove. Oh. Uh, Kuzgo's name is derived from Kuzgo, the city in Peru. Uh, but that one's spelled with a C instead of a U. Uh, Cusco is seemingly ambidextrous. He writes with his right... What do you mean a C instead of a U? Doesn't it have a U in huh? it? You said a C oh, instead, a C of, instead a of a U. Oh, a Sorry. I was going to say, I'm not really sure how that works. Uh, Cusco is seemingly ambidextrous. He writes with his right hand as a human and with his left hand as a llama. Huh. Uh... The animators of Emperor's New Groove thought that Kuzco had so many similarities to his voice actor of David Spade. Um, he's the second protagonist to be of Native American descent, with the first being Pocahontas and the third being uh, uh, Kenai, right? Is that how you pronounce it? From Brother Bear? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In one episode of the TV series, he changes back to a llama to help Santa Claus deliver Christmas presents. In the series finale, Graduation Groove, Kuzco was going to be reunited with his parents, but since the writers had trouble with the script, it was changed. Um, he does not like being touched by others, uh, which is a fear of uh, hapophobia. Hapophobia, the fear of being touched. Um, huh. Yeah, so that's pretty much all of our trivia there. He has been in uh, Emperor's New Groove, Crunk's New Groove, House of Mouse, and Emperor's New School. I wonder if my kids have ever seen that movie. Do you know? Like, have you showed it to them? I don't know. I don't uh, know. He is featured in the Sorcerer's Magic Kingdom game. Disneyland Pier- uh, Paris, he appeared as a meet and greet in 2013. Really? Yeah, 2018, he will appear alongside Yzma in the live-action stage show Max Live during the Disney Fan Days event. Which I can't get into. It's Where's like, that? In Paris. Darn. Mm. Okay. So that's our character of the week. So let's go over our winners of these brackets and then we'll we'll get out of here. Alright. So. Let me go ahead and save this as another file. I'll do Jordan's picks here. So that way I don't overwrite what... Why are you keeping it separate? Huh? Why are you separating it? 
Because then I'll... Why do you sound so far away? Um, so that way, when I write... Uh, well, I'm just going to update this that I have here. Um, when we have the the results. Oh. So. Okay. Number one, Snow White versus number eight, Alice in Wonderland. Snow White. Uh, that's what I put as well here. Um, now, I do love Alice in Wonderland probably more than Snow White, but for the historical significance of it being the first animated feature, we wouldn't have any of these without it. So, um, so I have to go with Snow White. Number four, Peter Van- Pan versus number five, Pinocchio. Peter Pan. I think I'll go with Peter Pan this time, too. <laughs> All right, number three, Cinderella, versus number uh, six, Fantasia. Cinderella. This is where I'll go, Fantasia. All right, number two, Jungle Book, versus number seven, Sleeping Beauty. Jungle Book. That's what I'm going with, too. So for our classics bracket, what you and I have um, is Snow White and Peter Pan. Facing off. And you have Cinderella vs. Jungle Book and I have Fantasia vs. Jungle Book. Hmm. So, so far we're pretty much on the same wavelength here. So, we'll see where this divides on Pixar. Toy Story 3 vs. Toy Story 1. Toy Story 1. That's what I think I'm going to go with, too. Coco vs. Up. Coco. I'm going Coco as well. Uh, number three, Inside Out versus number f- six, Wally. Mm, I'm gonna go with Wally. I'm gonna go Inside Out on that one. And Finding Nemo versus Toy Story Two. Oh. I'm gonna go with Finding Nemo. I'm going Toy Story Two. So I have Toy Story versus Coco, so do you. And you have Wally Finding Nemo, and I have Inside Out versus Toy Story 2. So we were very different on the bottom yeah. part of that bracket. Uh, okay. I think you already said where you were going with this one, but uh, number one, Frozen versus number eight, Princess and Princess the Frog. Princess and the Frog. I'm going number one, Frozen. Uh, number four, Moana versus number five, Tangled. This is hard. I'm going with Tangled. I'm going with Moana. Soundtrack's better. I don't know. See, I like the songs in Tangled. Number three, Big Hero 6 versus number six. Oh, God. I'm going to go with Big Hero 6. Me too. And Zootopia versus Bolt. Zootopia. Me too. However, I I do really like Bolt. I have Frozen vs. Moana and Big Hero 6 vs. Utopia. You have Princess and the Frog vs. Tangled and Big Hero 6 and Zootopia. See, but I already know who I'd pick out of those, too. <laughs> Alright, number one, Lion King vs. number eight, Oliver and Company. Since you have not seen Oliver and Company, I'm assuming you're going with Lion King. Yeah, well, I think I'd go with Lion King even if I did see Oliver and Company, to be honest. <laughs> All right, and number four, Pocahontas versus number five, Mulan. 
That's actually hard for me because I actually really like Pocahontas. I'm going to go with Pocahontas. All right. And... What are you going with? Oh, Mulan. Okay. Sorry. Uh, number three, Beauty and the Beast versus number six, Hercules. Beauty and the Beast. And that's what I'm going to go with, too. And Aladdin versus The Little Mermaid. I'm going to go with Little Mermaid. I am going with yeah, Aladdin. So for me, I have Lion King versus Mulan. You had Lion King versus Pocahontas? Mm. Right? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yep. right? Uh, Beauty and the Beast versus Aladdin for me. And you have Beauty and the Beast versus Oh, Little that's Mermaid. impossible. <laughs> Not really. You have a favorite I'm out of those, saying. don't you? Um, They're really close, though. So that's what I'm going to I'm going to save this bracket here. Uh yeah, so there's our picks. I have uh for me I have Snow White Peter Pan, Fantasia Jungle Book, Toy Story Coco, Inside Out Toy Story 2, Frozen vs Moana, Big Hero 6 vs Utopia, Lion King vs Milan, Beauty and the Beast vs Aladdin. Now we have um, to see what actually comes to life next week though. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll have to actually see which one of these move on. I haven't actually calculated any of this to see who's winning so far. So I have, no I have a lot of votes to give you. So good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much our show for today. Another almost hour. Long. But don't um, forget to hop over to our Facebook page and vote on these. So yeah, you can vote on our Facebook page, on our official Twitter, on our Instagram, leave a comment, or if you choose our story, we have votes. So th today we had votes um, for the classic bracket. Uh, tomorrow, the day you're probably listening to this, uh, the 19th, would be votes on the um, Pixar bracket. Um, on the story and uh, on the comments as well. But remember, voting on commenting is open until Saturday night. So, Saturday at 11.59 p.m. I mean you could probably fit some in there Sunday in the morning before I wake up I don't care <laughs> by the time we record uh, it's going to be shut down um, but yeah so you can vote on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook um, if you want a copy of the bracket uh, for you to fill out yourself of what you think would win like a March Madness bracket you can contact me at behindthedreamspodcast at gmail.com I can send you that file it's just a pdf for you to print out and you know write write out your bracket. Um, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Allgeier Adventures, A L G U I R E Adventures, and the podcast at Behind the Dreams Podcast on Instagram. And again, you can check out our stories to do the voting and or leave a comment on the pictures posted. And facebookcom slash Behind the Dreams Podcast. Uh, like I said, the email is behind the dreams podcast at gmail.com. We are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And uh, you can even comment on the SoundCloud page if you want, if you, if you know what the bracket looks like. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I think that about wraps us up. And uh, thank you for listening. We'll catch you all next week to break down these uh, from 32 to 16. And we'll be recording together next week. In person, Christian will be in studio, yep. so uh, that'll that'll be fun. 
So actually, I guess uh, voting will have to end on <laughs> on Saturday, probably. Yeah. Um. Oh well. Uh. All right. Well, we'll just uh, catch you all next week. All then. right. Low battery. <laughs> See y'all real soon. <laughs>